Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Awaken Together podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Jen. And today we are going to be talking all about relationships, specifically love, soulmates, conscious friendships, all under the lens of soul contracts. <laughs> so soul contracts, you might have heard this before in a couple different ways. Um, one way that I've heard of it recently is as it relates to yourself and your values and your purpose here on life. So we'll talk about that another time. Today, what we're really going to dig into is a relationship element of soul contracts. And so what is a soul contract? <laughs> soul contracts are really the spiritual contracts between two or more people that start as soon as you meet them. And these contracts are really there to teach us important life lessons. They move our lives in different directions or awaken motivation and passions within us. And so I like to think of this as when we are all reincarnated. I'm just going to put it out there, the assumption that you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do, Jen. Mm -hmm. um, but with reincarnation, basically before we are put into these bodies, into this life, there's a bit of a conversation that happens, a negotiation, if you will, of the higher beings that decide which souls go into which bodies and what really the purpose is of that life. And during that process, there's a conversation of the other souls who will be put on this soul's journey um, to experience what they need to receive in this life. So um, the three types of soul contracts that we'll talk about, one is soulmate contracts, two bump contracts and three twin flame contracts mm, so good and yeah for soul contracts i i feel like this is really fun i like to tie all of this into astrology as well but basically it's just the belief that we are going through everything we're going through for such like a deeper reason that everything is here to kind of like help us awaken to something within ourselves and when we arrive here on earth we don't remember this contract necessarily but every single thing that we are going through and experiencing is all a part of like this bigger puzzle that we are looking to figure out and relationships are one of the biggest catalysts for helping us unpack things within ourselves. And I believe that we are really here to awaken to a way bigger purpose. And all of these things are helping our soul learn how to navigate experiences differently, to learn how to be unattached to certain things, to learn how to develop skills through th certain things. And yeah, the people around us tend to be one of the biggest shifts for us. And so within these soul contracts that Kat's going to give us a little definition for, I think that it's really important to see that there is so many little tiny steps that lead to us interacting with people. It's actually crazy sometimes to just look around at like your closest friendships and think of how many steps it took for you to end up being in like under the same roof or in the same space together. It's just really, really profound when you think of it, when you kind of detach in this way of thinking like, what is this person here to show me about myself? And you see every single thing as being this interaction for a deeper reason. I think it can be, first of all, so beautiful. And I've had so many like crazy aha moments when I think about people in this way and really reflect on that. But I also just think it kind of shows just the spiritual and deeper meaning behind our existence and why we're here. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so well said. And I love thinking about it that way too, of like, what are the odds that in all the years on earth, we are here with each other right now? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, and I our story, get... Kat, will have to give a little yeah. review because you're definitely one of my soulmates, 10,000%. Oh, 100% agree. <laughs> Likewise. Yes. Give us those definitions and we'll talk it out. Okay, so the one that probably everyone has heard of before, soulmates, right? But I think that the traditional definition or meaning of soulmate might be a little bit different than what what it's defined as here. So soulmates are those souls, those people who feel so familiar to us. Right when you meet them, there's a sense of ease and like you've known them for a really long time. And that's kind of the idea is that you do, you have, you've known them through past lives and you've kind of reconnected here on this earth for a reason. But the difference here with, um, with love and the, this way to view soulmates is that a soulmate can be a friend, it can be a sibling, it can be, it can be a partner, it can be anyone in your life who's there to teach you something. Now, I think the soulmate bond can be a difficult one as well because it's not just all the warm and fuzzies that you think of when you think of someone who is there to bond with you for life. Uh, It's equal parts hard sometimes as it is beautiful. And that's because we learn so many lessons from the hardship, right? And a lot of times these soulmates will be in your life for just a bit, maybe just a chapter or two or three or five, um, but not necessarily the entirety of your life. Mm -hmm. So this was a game changer when I heard about this. Um, And we'll kind of come back to this, but I want to talk about the two other definitions so that we can just have a common language as we're talking about them. So that's one, number two, bump contracts. And this is a newer term for me, but when I heard about it, I was like, oh my God, yes. Like I completely understand this and um, I know you do too, Jen, Mm -hmm. so I have a feeling y'all will. Um, But think about when someone comes into your life and it's kind of out of nowhere, but again, there's this like really intense bond and they almost come into your life so hard and fast that it seems to like bump you off of your path a little bit and kind of rattle you and shake you and make you go, wait a minute, what, what am I doing here? (laughs) Like, who is this person that just caused me to rethink my entire life? (laughs) So So that's kind of bump contracts. They are in your life for the shortest amount of time because they are there to be a teacher, to have that awakening moment of like, wait a minute, is this current relationship I'm in what I truly want? So oftentimes this could be someone when you are in a committed monogamous relationship and there's someone who comes into your life hard and fast and there's this instant sense of wanting, um, and it might be a little surface level. It might not be the deepest. It could be, but they're not there to prolong any sort of relationship. They're just there to teach you, and then they leave your life as fast as they came in. So that's two. And then the last one is twin flames. So this is where the love, the romanticism comes in. And this is actually a teaching of the Kabbalah. And it's said that when a soul is put here on earth, their soul, their spirit is actually split into two. And those two separate souls are put into two different bodies. And then they're put here on their lives on earth. And 
a big part of their purpose here in life is finding each other, finding that twin flame. And when you find that twin flame, it is said that you just feel whole and complete and a sense of ease and peace and like you don't have to be seeking or grasping anymore happens. Mm. So we have lots of feelings on that. <laughs> Jen, what do you think? Yeah, so we that? were kind of talking out each of these beforehand and I also like to kind of picture that we have this little like soul family bubble and this is definitely something that I've had multiple people that we've like talked and had heart to hearts on this on that as you do past life readings. So that could be the Akashic record reading or doing a past life meditation guided that you're able to see that some of the current relationships you've had in past lives, you've had it um, in a different way. So maybe your sister in your last life was your mom or maybe, you know, you know, these relationship roles have kind of altered throughout time, but there is still this general sense that you're kind of traveling through things together and you're unpacking different things within different lifetimes. I love I love that thought as well because I do think it's really wild when you meet someone and the familiarity that you feel on the inside is like so instant and there's really no other explanation behind the fact that like, oh, we've done this before and we were 100% like planning on meeting again in this life. And it's just no work has to really be done. It's just this instant magnet and it just like goes super smoothly. We were talking about twin flames a little. I know this got like so popular on TikTok for a while. Like there was like a twin flame conversation going down all over. And You know, I think for twin flames, they really believe that you only have like one in this lifetime and that it's like so intense, like right off the get go and so passionate. And, you know, I'm not against this as a concept, but I definitely do feel like there can be so many different soul interactions that can create that kind of bond. I feel like that's happened to me like multiple times where there's been just like huge pieces. So regardless of what each thing looks like and what distant, uh, you know, what amount of time, I guess, rather that you're spending with each of these people that like come into your life. I think it's really cool to think of it through the lens of soul contract because yeah, it's, it's just freaking wild with some people, you know? I've had some, like, I've had so many crazy weird spirit experiences. I feel like my life's always, like, these wild moments. <laughs> but even for me and Kat's story, right? Like, the amount of action steps, the fact that we both followed this random girls podcast, and then because of that, we joined this random girls Facebook page. And then within that Facebook page, we ended up in the same conversation thread. And then you end up finding a group that I started on Facebook off of that thread. You decide to meet a stranger in the middle of the park in Colorado. We meet for 30 minutes and then we end up creating an entire podcast after after hanging out one time and we just naturally click on every single thing that we've been able to put out into the world together. It's just like so obvious with some people that the lack of effort you have to do to like build foundation just points to the fact that it was so natural and meant to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, it just (laughs) blows my mind. Like I have not been in that Facebook group since. I know. We just came for each other. It was a quick. We really did. Like that we got what we needed and we knew that we 
had to be there uh-huh. <laughs> for this reason. We didn't know then, but now we know. Literally insane. And I've had so many moments like that. Like even how I met Danny was like super, um, super wild. Just the fact that we both chose to go on this random video chat website in 2008. And of all the millions of people on that webcam site, we like meet, we talk for three hours. Danny makes a joke that he's going to marry me one day. And then we talk for six years as pen pals and then just end up one day meeting in person and just being like, oh my God, I've literally known you. This is like so easy. And I've had so many friendships that have come through that way, different romantic relationships that have come through that way. And I couldn't believe more that I have not interacted with these souls in other lifetimes. Couldn't believe it more. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It's like done, done. I feel the same way about how Kyle and I met. Like, randomly chose to live um, on the 18th floor of this dorm at UMass. And I started a Facebook group. God, another Facebook group. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> God, is Facebook how I attract my soulmates? God, I should probably don't tell Mark (laughs) Zuckerberg that. (laughs) Yeah, his ego does not know that. We need him shut down. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. But yeah, I just I started a little Facebook group and found Kyle was one of maybe three people who joined out of who was a male, and I creeped him. I was like, oh, he's cute, and then met him we were next door neighbors of all places and there was a joke running like six months into even meeting each other that we were husband and wife Mm -hmm. just because we were close Mm -hmm. and like yeah same freaking thing got married 10 years later (laughs) wild Uh uh-huh and you know what like I have as you guys know I'm very into astrology and I think astrology really points to this like kind of soul contract or soul blueprint rather and like you know, you can run your birth chart with other people's and there's so many factors that can kind of point to compatibility or even point to, yeah, past life stuff within astrology, which is so cool. Like looking at if someone has like your sun sign is their moon sign, there can be like really fun interactions. If someone's like elements like sync up to you, like if your moon is in the same element versus the same like... um yeah, modality. There is looking at like your north node, your north your north node points to what your soul came here to master in this lifetime, the sign it's in. If you attract a lot of people within that sign, that's can be really pointing to you're going towards the people that you're meant to focus on this life versus the south node. If you have a bunch of people in that sign, that can kind of point to like, okay, I'm going into kind of like old patterns and old habits. Mm. And I think it's also interesting, you know, where we are born points to a lot of things. Like, I love astro cartography, which kind of... I was hoping you would bring this up. That's what yes. I was just thinking about. <laughs> yeah. So astro cartography is taking like your your birth chart and basically creating actual locations within the world that you're going to feel the energy of that planet a little bit more intensified. And this has so many cool things to like unpack, but it's wild because where we're born sometimes is 
just not under any of these like amplified energies as much. And sometimes it's so obvious that we're meant to go to certain places. And for me, I didn't even know about astrocartography. And I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast, but like the most wild thing, um, my Venus sign, Venus is the planet of love, right? Goes right through the city that my husband, Danny, was born, New London, Connecticut, just a random direct pull of that line. And Danny's Venus line goes right through Daytona Beach. And he was living right under my Jupiter line, which is the planet of luck and fortune right when we met. So there's just like all these weird things. I also have had a patient who was really into astrology, which was freaking great. And she was just telling me that she felt this huge pull when she was in her 40s. She was married. She felt this really big pull to go to Ireland and she like couldn't shake it. She's like, we didn't have a lot of money, but I knew that I like needed to go. And she told me she walked into this little church in the village there and her husband didn't want to go. He like stayed back. And she said right when she walked in, she was just like flooded with this like deja vu was shown a bunch of visions. And she said at that point, she completely knew that she needed to get a divorce. She needed to change her life path. She moved back home. She went back home, flew back home, got a divorce, changed her complete trajectory of her life from going under this energy. And then she was like, and years later, I learned astrology and I look at that town in Ireland and I had like so many lines going through that exact point. And it's crazy because my soul like knew to go there. So it's even like this cool location thing and like where we go and when. So it just points this intuitive intuitive understanding that there is a deeper meaning behind like everything you know yeah a hundred percent and on that note too um it's not the craziest thing to hear about people who um who haven't found that sense of deep love and connection in their lives who are really into astrology who will literally travel to their mm-hmm. venus line to where that crosses um that seems appealing to them that speaks to them looking for love mm-hmm. and they'll just kind of move there on a whim and just staying open to people who come their way so yeah maybe a little tip yeah and I'll <laughs> I'll share one other cool like way that that presents So my sister is a freelance artist. She does like a lot of cool creative projects. She lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, but her planet of luck like is all the way in Seattle, like Oregon area going along that West Coast. But that's where she gets like all her business from like a lot of times. Mm. So it's cool because it doesn't always necessarily mean we have to go there, but it can kind of point to something just to look at as like another lens of like, okay, maybe there are like deeper signs and meanings behind my interactions and why and I've done this with so many friendships and stuff just to see like how things can like potentially piece together so I think astrology is one lens and another lens is yeah maybe playing with like past life meditations or doing Akashic record readings and seeing like how people have interacted with you and you might not even necessarily need that extra validation because for some people like just looking into their eyes and just that immediate like warmth and comfort it's so obvious that there's been something there before or deeper and then I think if people are bringing up patterns that are keeping you small it's maybe worth noting that maybe that person came into your life to evolve you up to a certain point and maybe it's time for some of those relationships to either shift or morph 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sometimes we hold on to some relationships just for the sentiments of them being in our lives for so long. But when the truth is, you've outgrown that friendship or that person and keeping them in your life is keeping you small, as you said. Mm-hmm. And they're keeping you in old and green patterns that are not allowing you to move forward on the path that you need. Mm-hmm. So empowerment to pay attention to that and not just to hold on to someone or something out of comfort um, but actually taking a moment to decide like is this the person is this what I need right now Mm -hmm. or is this limiting me in any ways Mm -hmm. and we've done a cord cutting ceremony episode on this podcast but I do think you know I look back and I had I had like some friendships that came for certain periods and then we cut off from certain periods and then they would pop back in for certain periods and then not. So I do think there's people that just can bring out different sides of you and just staying intentional about, yeah, if this is helping for your involvement or if this is pulling you back to patterns that are actually not for your highest good and you can really deeply feel that not ignoring those things because yeah the goal is to continue to expand to continue to find freedom to continue to yeah contribute to connection society the world like you know there's so many deeper meanings behind why we are here and it's just important to note those things like my get a bump contract coming in hot <laughs> You know, just to kind of shake things up, I feel like. And I think when you talked about the bump contract definition too, like I definitely have had friendships. Like I had one friendship that lasted probably about seven years and there was so much growth in that friendship that happened within that time frame. But we had a really like kind of traumatic end to our friendship. It cut off very quick. Um, and then we just had zero communication for 10 years. And I recently had them just like pop back into my life and it only lasted for like three months. But it was crazy because when they came back into my life, it was like all this stuff stirred up inside of me again but it's I I had so much of this like spiritual lens at this point to look into it and to kind of consider it through that lens and I think it helped me realize like okay yeah I'm starting to that it was almost felt like a little test it happened in the middle of my Saturn return that like mm-hmm. Are you going to go back into this pattern of like over giving and over, you know, extending yourself to the point where you completely ignore your own needs? Are you going to do that again within this? Or like, are you ready to like keep evolving? And it was a very short lived thing. And I think I got to practice boundaries that I had learned in a whole different way and then communicate like I don't you know, I don't normally attract this anymore. Like I've been attracting people that really support me and honor my boundaries and don't pull me back into this space that makes me feel like super guilty and um, little for doing things for myself, you know? And that was very clear that that friendship kind of like circled back around almost just to re-remind me of that. Um, And it felt like super sacred at that time. Have you had some of those like little experiences too, Cap? Oh my gosh, yes. And I think that's it's so that is like the perfect example of a bump mm-hmm. contract. Just like takes you out of your routine, shakes you up a little bit, and it's uh, kind of a test. So one that really comes to mind for me was my uh, relationship in high school. It was 
three years. It went on way longer than it should have. But then again, like, who am I to question Mm -hmm. (laughs) the contract of this person who was put in my life? Because now I'm able to look back and see all of the lessons and how I'm so grateful that happened in my life when it did. Because, like, I'll be honest, it was the hardest time in my life. It was so shitty. (laughs) Like there was a lot of abuse. There was, um, mental, emotional, a little bit of physical. And so I think it can be really difficult. Um, and it might feel even wrong to look back on someone like that as kind of a lesson. But now that I'm removed from it, like 20 plus years (laughs) removed from Mm -hmm. it, um, I can look back and be like, oh my gosh, I, the person I was before this guy and the person I was after this guy were very different people. And I'm grateful for it Mm -hmm. because it taught me so much about who I wanted to be, what was important to me, what I did not want to do to people. Because like, just to give you an idea, I was friends with this girl. She was dating this guy and um, I got with the guy and totally like screwed this girl Mm -hmm. over. And so not one of my proud moments. Um, But I learned so much about myself and um, all of the events that happened because of my choices and decisions. And then how I, I felt like I was the problem and then I was the victim and then just so many different ways to look at each situation that happened. Um, Yeah, just tons of transformation Mm -hmm. happened from these bump contracts. And I think in hindsight, it's a lot easier to look at things from a distance when you're in it. I think just giving yourself grace of like, okay, what the hell is happening with this person who just came into my life and turned everything on its head? But um, even being able to take a couple steps back and breathing and um, yeah, I think just, yeah, Mm -hmm. just taking it for what it is and then being able to reevaluate a little bit down the line. Yeah, I think a good journaling prompt to all this to all this stuff is what did this situation or relationship like awaken me to that I didn't really have like visible and present before this. And I do think, yeah, it's a, it's a touchy conversation in a lot of ways. I think for those who believe in soul contracts, it can make a lot of sense, but I think it's, you know, there's obviously really, really tough situations we can go through individually. And to think that that was something that we would have agreed to can feel, you know, really intense and really crazy. But um, I do think that there is, you know, some validity to even the hardest situations putting us on a completely different path than when we would be otherwise. I think to my DUI, right, that was awful and terrible and cost me $26,000. I literally could have died that night. It was awful. And there were so many like steps, like new friendships that came in that led to that partying phase of my life being like really like turned up and like all these people that just dropped me after something really bad happened to me. But so much of that, like, It changed the way I interacted with society. It led to me being in um, 
like alcoholic anonymous groups and interacting with people like through public transportation, it completely changed the way I viewed so many different levels of society. It like woken me up to like my humanitarian side. <laughs> I feel like I was um, completely catapulted into a different reality because of what would have been like one of the worst things that ever happened in my life. And yeah, I think it, as you said, Kat, it's really hard to like view that as it's happening. But if you do subscribe to the belief that everything is just for this deeper soul growth and that this one lifetime is just a little sliver of like this really greater thing that is happening for all of us and also how we connect together, I think you can find like a different perspective within that and even the perspective of having to view something, it doesn't have to necessarily be through the lens of like forgiveness, but even just finding a way to see it through, uh, okay, maybe this was for something deeper that I will never know. It can also help you unattach to it and heal in different ways as well. Yeah, I love that. And so when you're thinking about the person who you want to be, the person that you love, um, when all of your best qualities are heightened, taking a look at the people in your life and really asking yourself like, okay, do these, like which of these people aligns with where I'm going Mm -hmm. and which of these people maybe don't and being really honest with yourself and deciding maybe it is time to end a relationship. It could be as simple as like an acquaintance or a coworker setting some boundaries, or it could be as big as a romantic partner. Um, and, you know, deciding to uncouple mm-hmm. uh, and having a, a real intention around that too. Mm-hmm. So you get to decide, really. Yeah. And I I love this as far as even just the people listening to this episode. There's a reason we all kind of came together, even for this conversation in this space, for you to hear this episode and for me and Kat <laughs> to be able to share this information with you. I think there's the the lens to look at it through, yeah, what needs to fall away, but also remembering the gratitude lens of like how beautiful is it that you are in this space at this exact moment, like hearing this with us and the steps that it takes the people that have just a little influence to yeah keep you conscious keep you you know exploring other sides of yourself there's so many interactions that you go through each and every day that hold this significance and when you look around and view it through that it just makes you feel just like everything is the way it's meant to be. It's a gratitude practice to look around and see that even just the people you're passing on the streets, like it's freaking crazy. You're passing them on the street. Look at like where you were born and then this is happening right then. You know, every single thing is special and I love to view life that way. Yes, <laughs> we are all here in this moment and it's a gift and I think that um, the gratitude lens is the right way to look at it. It's just the best way to find that peace mm-hmm. and we are not meant to be isolated beings. Mm-hmm. There's there's one thing I'm sure of in this life, it's that we are all here to awaken together. Oh, <laughs> so good. Such a tagline. Oh. <laughs> Well, we oh, 
So if you're interested in astral cartography, um, Jen, again, does amazing birth chart readings. Uh, Jen, do you have any good recommendations for astral cartography and where we can find it? Yeah, honestly, if you just type it into Google, the first like couple things that'll pop up are really cool to look at it. It's definitely its own deep dive on its own. It's going to look really crazy. You're going to see this map with like a million lines on it. But if you click on each line, it'll give you a little bubble. But it also is connected to your own personal birth chart. So looking at kind of the elements within that is important as well. It's kind of its own depth. I know there's definitely readers that specialize particularly in astro cartography. But yeah, I think it's just a really cool tool just for fun to play. And I always recommend the pattern app. I love that app. And you can just type in, you can do custom profiles or have you and your loved ones or friends like put in their birth chart information and you can run your bonds on the pattern. It's really fun to see how different birth charts interact. I also know websites like um, Astro Cafe does compatibility charts. So you can search like astrology compatibility reports and you can pull up just like how you interact with different people so if you want to view it through the lens of astrology we also have had Jen Hoffman on here who does Akashic record readings and Akashic record readings definitely can help you see visions of past lives and maybe how you interacted with people before or you can just go on YouTube and search past life regression meditations and see if maybe something is shown to you through that way too if you want to do it a nice like cheap and fun way and see how it goes yes there are so many tools out there so we hope that this gives you that that excitement um, and an idea of where you want to further your own knowledge so let us know if you have any questions we love hearing from you all and we'll see you all next time thanks for being my soulmate cat <laughs> love you jen thank you, thank you. bye <laughs> bye